Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Well, hey, hi, happy Friday, good morning, good afternoon, I don't know, good night, I don't know your life, I don't know where you're at, but hello, uh, we made it, good game, nice try, Aaron, how are you doing? Yeah, hey, what's up, how's it going, I don't, look, what day is it, I don't know, I have I the know. blinds closed uh, all day, because, every day's uh, the same, but you know what, we're gonna start this out on a good note, speaking, by the way, of every day is the same, Mm-hmm. You know what game I recently beat? 12 Minutes. Ayy. Which is, for those who don't know, uh, a, a looping game. So you relive the same day over and over and over and over and over. Uh, and then different things kind of happen. It's kind of like Groundhog Day if Groundhog Day involved murder. <laughs> because 12 Minutes, a lot of murder in 12 Minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing this. I think it was at an E3 or something a little while ago, and it has an amazing cast. Uh, it looks phenomenal. Um, I haven't had a chance to dive into it, and you've already you've already crushed it. How was it? Yeah, so for those who don't know, 12 Minutes, it's James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. And it is much like the movie Groundhog Day. You kind of... As it goes on, you have to do different things, find different clues, figure out different pieces, you know, uh, through conversation, learn different uh, things to help you break out of this cycle that Mm -hmm. you find yourself in that keeps repeating. And I thought, and, and, and there's a big, this is not a spoiler at all, but... Every there was a lot of hype around this game, or there mm-hmm. is a, a lot of hype around this game in terms of it being shocking and it being dark and all this stuff. And maybe I'm just like a fucking degenerate, but I didn't think it was that dark. Just I thought numb. it was fine. No, I just thought it was fine. I didn't think it was that shocking. I mean, sure, like dark. Okay, fine. It is kind of fucked up, but I don't know, man. I, maybe my compass is set to way more dark. And maybe I need to just examine my life and the things I'm watching and reading. <laughs> uh, all that all that to say this, I think that I'm a big fan of looping games and a game we've talked about before that I absolutely love is House. This mm-hmm. tiny game by a developer called Bark Bark Games. It, uh, House is their only game that Bark Bark Games has done. And I thought House was a superior looping game for many reasons. Then 12 Minutes? Yes. Oh, wow. Absolutely loved playing House. I didn't like 12 Minutes, and here's why. In House, if you know what to do, in what order, you can beat it the first time through. 
Hmm. And I think there is a beauty in that and a simplicity in that. And I appreciate because it feels like a well-constructed game. And it's not, not the same deal in 12 minutes. That's not the case with 12 minutes. In 12 minutes, you have to kind of play through certain things. Certain options and certain um, objects and things are just not available to you at certain times in the game. Like, for instance, there is a, like, there's one clue. There's many clues, but, like, one clue, for instance, you ha- you there's no way you would ever find it out until you talk to someone. Mm. And that's the only way you can get the thing. Uh, and you can't, literally can't do the thing. The next thing you have to do until you find, until you have that conversation. I don't like that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go absolutely bad shit trying to play this game because I'm so bad at puzzles. I am so bad. And I, <laughs> I get so frustrated. So like, and one thing, you know, and, and you and Jen, you've also played Breath of the Wild. One thing that I hear about Breath of the Wild a lot is, hey, it's so cool. You can just run at Ganon in the beginning. You can just go straight for the head bad guy right from the beginning. And I think that's cool that you could do that. I know. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, playing again, playing Pokemon Unite or any Pokemon game or something that is made for a younger audience where at the beginning, it's so handholdy and you have to go through the menu. It's like it highlights something on the side of the menu and it's like, click here, click here to do this. And then it forces you into a conversation to explain something. Yes. And it, you have to go through it at some point eventually or else like the notification doesn't go away and I'm like I've been playing games for so long just let me go let me make my mistakes I'll figure it out if I need to but I I see where you're coming from I will say I here's things I love about 12 minutes love the look love the design the story I mean I guess it wasn't that fucked up but I think I'm just a very fucked up person uh so if you had to give it out of 10 six five to six oh five to six five to six because here's the thing I I think that um don't constrain me. Punish me for bad choices. Don't constrain me. It takes me out of the experience. We talked about this before. In horror games, nothing ruins a horror game quicker than being stuck on a puzzle. Oh, God. Yeah. Moons of Madness is the specific example I always use. HP Lovecraft uh, in space, really freaky. And then I'm stuck on a test tube puzzle for 90 minutes. Amnesia. Amnesia. I'm trying to escape. I'm being chased. And then I get stuck on a puzzle and suddenly I don't care. Yeah, then I don't care. And then I'm like, guess what? Kill me. Now I'm rooting for the monster. Kill me. I'm trying to find the monster. I go from doing everything I can to avoid it to seeking him out to end my suffering. So it really changes the game, I feel like. 100%. So in 12 minutes, great idea for a game. And I love looping games. So let's go. I'll give it a six, but. All right. Worth playing because I'm interested, honestly, to see how fucked up I am compared to how normal you are. So I'm kind of interested to see when you're like, if you come back to me after beating 12 minutes, you're like, oh my God, Blay, that was so intense. I'm going to have to seek therapy. I mean, more therapy than I'm in right now. I'll do it. I'll be a a good litmus test uh, for your insanity. Again, I don't know when you play 12 minutes, I don't know if we'll agree that, uh, you know, how screwed up uh, the ending is, how dark it is. But one thing I think we can agree on is how much we love our guest today. I'm in full agreement that yes, we have a wonderful guest today. He is a director, comedian, a TVR owner, the second cutest Smosh boy, and also co-founder of Smosh. We had an absolute blast talking to him, and here is our interview with Ian Hecox. 
Hello. Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I know. I know. We've been trying to. We've been trying to set up this interview for for a few weeks, and I was like, okay, I think we got it. And then um, I I wound up uh, getting uh, some some extra gums put in. <laughs> extra gums. I guess I brushed too hard, uh, and maybe it also uh, genetics play a factor. So thanks, mom and dad. I survived. How is that healing? I can't. Uh, Were you on smoothies and soup for? Yeah, they say like liquid diet for like a week, but it, things were still pretty rough after a week. So I was, you know, doing doing smoothies for uh, two weeks. Turns out when you're on a restricted liquid diet, um, did pretty good for my waistline. There we go. Hey. Not that not that I not that I recommend anybody do that. Um, so at, when we were on the Warner Brothers lot, like we would go to Jamba Juice. I would go to Jamba Juice every day, and they have a lot of boosts. Right. So they have like yeah. immunity mm-hmm. boost, you know, like what, you know, whatever. Make you, you feel sad. Take this boost. Okay. And they have a happy boost. Yeah. Well, it's cocaine. Oh. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and so one day I was just like, I just want to get all the boosts. And so I got, oh, there's like no, 40 no. boosts and it was so much crap. It was so much extra stuff. Like they couldn't fit the regular <gasps> smoothie into the thing. They had to give me like one and a half smoothies. And it was like drinking like sand. It was so. Yeah. And I framed the receipt, which was like, honestly, like a normal CVS receipt. Like a, but it was <laughs> huge. Yeah. And I think it was like $45. It was almost like 50 oh bucks. Oh my God. Wow. I would never do that at Jamba Juice. That's like the adult version of, um, Getting a little bit of every soda at the machine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You make the Voltron of sodas. It's like yeah. we can build a better soda, and then it just tastes like it's just swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you're a kid, so it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. Well, Ian, it's been. I mean, and this is partly my fault, but mm. it has been a bit since we've actually gone on a drive. Yeah, and I know that I uh, just recently missed you at a at a car meet, but I know that you like. Impulse bought a kind of cool car that mm-hmm. I wanted to check in. How you're feeling? Because I know at the beginning it's kind of the honeymoon phase, and you're you're super stoked. I just wanted to check in. Still super stoked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I need to drive it, but that's assuming it'll go into reverse. Oh, no. um, uh, so I yeah. So I impulse. I, I kind of impulse bought a 1974 TVR 2500M, which is. TVR is essentially this this uh, small British British brand, um, most notably known for um, making kind of ridiculous cars that would then uh, kill or maim their drivers. <laughs> um, they, you know, this this car is a fiberglass body, uh, no airbags, obviously, because it's the seventies. Um, they did upgrade the seatbelt to mm. being over the, you know, over the shoulder rather than just the lap belt. Oh Got it luckily. at a good time. It's a stupid car. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's this little two seater. You sit like two inches off the ground. <laughs> it's it really hard to get in and out of. Um, it's loud. It sounds like a tractor. It's great. I love it. I like this is supposed to be a gaming podcast and we're we- just talking <laughs> about cars. Hey. It's fine. You know what? It's it's uh yeah, good game, cars nice car. Cars and gums. Good game, cars nice and car. gums, baby. Yeah, cars and gums. That's, that's what we're about. You know, that's my that's my that's my influencer uh, bio. <laughs> cars and gums. Cars and cars. That's and gums, what I'm all baby. about, baby. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to have you on. I gotta say, uh, 
it's really interesting to me. You know, it's like one of those things where we've talked to a lot of really great people on here and there is and then this you talk to me no no no. but but you have something in common with a lot of other uh, a lot of our other uh great guests which is you're really into cars and so is sonia there is a thing in video game culture you know very famously like todd howard is like really into car you know uh that the head of bethesda is really into cars where do you think that comes from like the because there is like a wouldn't you say sonia there is this love there's this kind of hidden car culture underneath a lot of gaming culture and also internet culture in the internet space i think there's a lot of I do a lot find, of that like a lot of my friends I, I guess more and more i'm finding are just um and people that we end up talking to are into yeah. cars like herman lee i had no idea that he was super into cars and he From goes Dragon and drives Force, all the yeah. times um i mean Captain Sparkles, Jordan, he's obviously mm -hmm. very into cars. Yeah. Um, known more so for gaming, but yeah, there's I think it's, some overlap. I think sometimes it just has something to do with like, like mechanical fascination. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know quite, I don't know if that fully like crosses over into like video games, but I think there's probably like a disproportionate amount of car enthusiasts that are engineers, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because I feel like I've, you know, I've, I've always loved cars. I've always loved video games, but I never really crossed the two until kind of recently. Like I never played a lot of Forza. I never played a lot of Need for Speed or like Blur or mm. anything until kind of recently. Did you try Forza Horizon? Because yes. that's where it's at. That's it. That's where That was at. it for me. That's what kind of got me into it. That was the first game that I started playing, uh, Forza Horizon 4. And I was like, why have I never crossed the two that's it yeah it does feel like Ian to your point it does feel like I think there's like a mechanical fascination I also think there's a thing where for creative people you know just beyond video you know including video games but also drawing a larger circle around it it you know I, I really do feel like creative people we're all into experiences and like I think I think driving a great car gives you a great life experience because it is, don't you think, and you, I mean, my God, you, you want to talk about being creative and having an amazing output, like, you know, one of the very OGs of YouTube and then still ascendant today is incredible. You have such an oh, achievement and we'll get to that in a second, but I think all creative people are, are such sponges and, and because you need to, you have to have some kind of fuel to output whether it be at comedy, drama, whatever you're doing, I think you need that fuel. And so you have these life experiences. Do you find yourself like, where, where does inspiration come from for you? I mean, as far as, it, as far as inspiration goes, I mean, I, I guess I am sort of like a sponge. I, I, um, I think I'm at my best when I'm collaborating with, with other people and collaborating with people that I find to be more talented than myself. And, um, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm really great at playing off of other people. That's awesome. I well, love it. I think it. you've I mean, obviously you've found a really good group of people to constantly be bouncing off of and to constantly be uh working with. I would say even more so of a family at this point. Um you not only have we seen you through multiple evolutions of not just the bowl cut, but of just <laughs> content and everything else. You know, you've come a long way since Pokemon theme songs. You've really yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've gone through all sorts of weird iterations with our content. Yeah, like you said, we started with the the theme song music videos, uh, then realized maybe we should 
create some original content. <laughs> so we started making sketch comedy, then started to expand that and raise the budget as we started to make a little bit of money and then started bringing in other people and branching off into these different kinds of videos like these uh, prank interviews we would do with celebrities. Although we, I feel like we like really kind of peaked on the, on the prank interviews. We did a um, prank interview with Jennifer Lawrence back in the days of hunger games. And, uh, and she had like a freak out on me and stormed off stage. And I was like, well, we can't put this video out now. I've completely fucked this. Turns out she was, in on the prank and was pranking me. Oh my god! And I was just like, they like <laughs> neither myself nor Anthony knew, and we both like came out. And we we're like, what? What do we do? And then, um, yeah, one of the other stars of of Hunger Games came out, and he's like, she's really mad, man. Like, <gasps> she's like very angry. Like, they were all in on it, and and then I was like, but then I was like standing there, I was like, wait a second, like. It wouldn't be this guy that would come, like Josh Hutchison wouldn't come out <laughs> right, and right, like right. berate me. It would be like her <laughs> PR person. There's something's afoot. And then they came out. I was like, oh, all right. I was like, I don't know how you really like, how you eclipse that. So I, I feel cool. like that was, that was like, that was it for like that kind of form of a video that we did. Not that we won't ever do one again, but I feel like it would be hard to top that one. What are a few moments looking back on your career that you are like, wow, that was a really satisfying thing to make. And I'm not even talking about the biggest thing, but like when you think about like, wow, that was great. Like that idea was great or that came out really great. And I, that was just like a great satisfying experience. Yeah, for, for a few years, we did this big sort of tentpole event uh, that we called Smosh Summer Games. And what we would do is we would we would bring our ensemble of, of cast members and we made it this uh, almost like, not like Survivor, but it was like a competition series. Um, so one year we did, we always would have a theme. One year we did uh, camp. So we did like a summer camp theme thing. We went up into the mountains, rented out this giant summer camp, and we... Uh, stayed up there for like three nights. So we were, we were fil making content, but also just like hanging out. And that was just super satisfying because I feel like it it really brought everyone closer together. You know, we were all staying in bunk beds. <laughs> we had this like mess hall where there was like a, you know, person that was designated to like make everyone food. So it was like we had this sort of like summer, this summer camp experience, but also made a shit ton of content. Um, and that was, and that was super satisfying. Obviously, you know, it's, it's still work, but you get these, you get these moments, um, that are great. Yeah. I feel like if you're not enjoying the process, I feel like that's when it gets, you know, not, I mean, it's not as fun, obviously, but I think if you're too focused on just the content or just what, like the end goal, as long as yeah. you're just kind of having fun and creating shit along the way with people that you really enjoy creating stuff with. Yeah, and that's always been the 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 sort of angle with our gaming channel, Smosh Games, where none of us are professional esports players. None of us are particularly good at any sort of video game, but that's not the point. I don't know. I feel like Courtney could go pro. <laughs> in what, Sonia? In what? In, in any in anything she puts her heart into. Okay, that's fair. I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't get down on Courtney. I know I know you guys just had her. Yeah. Um <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but the the focus is always just on on having a good time. Like it's it's not about winning. It's about the you know the fun you're having along the way. Aww. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. One of the things that I, I really admire you for is, you know, everybody can start back in the day, but very few people continue. And very few people, like you you've mentioned, go through different iterations. And very, very few people evolve and manage to stay relevant. Smosh Pit, Smosh Games, all this other stuff. And now with, you know, you guys being under Mythical Entertainment, you know, into this new era, which is really exciting. You know, with everything you've done, obviously, you guys have influenced so much starting your own brand. Now, all of these things, people just do, right. but that wasn't the case. No yeah, one- Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Was doing it. All. Right, right. And so where would you like to see both yourself and Smosh evolve, you know, in kind of the years to come, just because like, I, I feel like, you know, past is prologue. And and you you guys have done so much and managed to stick around and not just stick around but thrive. Where would you like to see things go? And where who now is coming up that you're like, wow, these guys are doing some cool, interesting stuff. The easiest way to explain it is uh, we want to be the SNL of the internet, in that talent wants to come to us, and we want to uh, take that talent, foster them, grow them, and then and then release them back onto the world greater than ever. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, you know, we are in a position to do that where not many other, uh, channels are. Um, I mean, sketch comedy is, you know, how many sketch comedy channels are there now? (laughs) So I think, I think really, really what we want to do is, 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 you know, find talent, cultivate talent and, you know, if they're growing, we're growing. And I think that's I think that's great. I think that there's still room for for comedy and sketch comedy on YouTube. Yeah. One thing I'm loving though right now is, you know, with you talk about the democratization of comedy, we're also seeing that in games with indie games. Right. Be, like so many t- I feel like now there's so many tiny $5 indie games that are you get so much joy from what games have you played lately that got you that have gotten you excited um 
let's see. I mean, I don't know about excited, but I, I, I somehow got extremely addicted to Civilization Six. Oh man! Yeah, and I, I never played the game before, but it popped up on on Xbox, and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was on Xbox. Turns out it's a terrible port. It is oh, no. a horribly optimized game for Xbox. Like the menus don't even work right. Uh, one one extremely bad bug that I consider a feature for civilization <laughs> is um, after you're playing for about three hours straight, the game crashes. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. And if you try to start the game up immediately after that, it'll just crash again and cool. then it'll crash again and then it'll crash so early that it doesn't even get through the like the menu. So you got a, a cool like three hours in. Yeah. With civilization. Then you're like, okay. Yeah, I had to make sure because it's a turn it's a turn-based game. So um, you know, if it crashes and you didn't save in the past hour, you're not gonna want to replay that. So I have it so it auto-saves after every turn. <sighs> I've never played Civilization. Why what do you love about it? What drew you in and made it so uh so it's, great? It's that gameplay loop. Uh it's a. Uh, it's one of those games they call 4X, which I think is like explore, ex- explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Hmm. Oh, so I've never it's heard that. it's these it's these like you know heavily in depth kind of games that you know with civilization. There's different win conditions. You know, you could win by um, converting everyone to your religion, or uh, you could win by having like a dominant culture. Or you can just kill everybody. <laughs> That's always an option. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain procedural, procedurally generated elements to it that kind of feels like every game you play is a, is a new experience. And it's such an in-depth game that, like, I still feel like I'm learning things. and I've probably put, like, 150 hours into it. Uh, maybe more. Honestly, I don't know. I've wasted <laughs> multiple weekends. I've wasted so many weekends playing this game. Between crashes and everything else. Between crashes. <laughs> I mean, that's only that's when I quit. It, it's such a, it has such an addicting uh, gaming loop that it's really hard to find a stopping point. Mm. And I'm really bad with that. With this and like open world games, Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, it was always so impossible for me to find like a satisfying place to stop. I'll feel that even with the, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite where it's, it's literally League of Legends, but Pokemon on Switch. Any good? Well, I didn't think that I'd be that into it, but I love League of Legends, so it was really easy. But at the end of every game, like as soon as you wrap up, it just has such an easy button. It's like, oh. next match? Oh. Question mark? Oh. Yeah, I'm like, ah. like, yeah, I Is the guess. matchmaking pretty quick? So quick. Yeah. It's so quick. So it's just, it's so easy just to keep jumping back in. <laughs> Well, in a couple months, it might not be. Yeah. yeah not. <laughs> it's like finding know. another player. My strategy with those kinds of, because I'm the same way. I I will, pl- I will I will play till I drop. Like I will just play and play and like wander around, you know, picking flowers in Red Dead or whatever. So here's my strategy I came up yep. with. If, I've, if I need to go to sleep or do anything else and I need to just play for a certain amount of time, I get like four bottles of water huge bottles and I will just drink them like crazy as I'm playing. And then I have to go to the bathroom and that's your stopping point. And that's my stopping point. Cause I'm like, ah, and then I'm just like, ah, I'm like, but I'm like screaming in pain and playing. I'm like, ah, 
And then finally, I just, I got to go to the it bathroom. It doesn't work for the Switch, though, because you can just bring it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can just bring it. Yeah, that's very true. Shit. Nintendo figured that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they knew. They caught on to your strat, Aaron. <laughs> no. Oh God! <laughs> uh, on the on the Nintendo train, I saw you uncovered a gem recently. Oh, a long lost gem. Yeah, several years ago, uh, we had the distinct honor of uh, meeting Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario, Zelda, Star Fox, basically ev- everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he 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 was he was doing like a little like tour in the U.S. I think promoting. He's promoting the uh, Xbox port of Civilization. It was a mm-hmm. weird, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird promo tour. But uh, at the end, he gave us all these like 3DS XLs and he signed them oh, and he even so drew cool. like a little Mario on it. And I was Whoa. like, this is like the coolest thing ever. And it was in a very crazy time of my life. I was busy packing up to move to Los Angeles. We had a million projects going on at that time. And uh, somewhere in the shuffle, I lost it. Oh, and heartbreaking. And I thought I thought it was somewhere and that maybe somebody took it. And so I just kind of like resigned to, oh, I made a terrible mistake and I lost, you know, one of the coolest things that I have. <laughs> and every year I would kind of remember and be like, oh, I should look for that. And I, and I would look in, you know, some of the places I thought it might be would never find it. And then finally, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to find it this time. <laughs> so I I, I, to- I turned my house upside down. I went through like every every cabinet, every box, every shelf. Um, I, had, I had some ups and downs. I found a 3DS box that I thought was it. And it was just an old 3DS in oh, there. <laughs> damn it. And then there was this moving box shoved in the corner of my of my guest room and it was labeled desk stuff miscellaneous items and i was and it was like the last place that i looked and i was like it's not going to be in there cuz it was the box was still taped from when i moved in 2014 oh my god so i i was like it's not going to be in there cuz i'm pretty sure that i unpacked it so i opened it up anyway and there's a 3DS box in there. I was like, it's oh. not going to be in there. <laughs> and I opened it up and it was in there. Wow. Oh my God. After that long. Wow. Yeah, that was that was very satisfying. Oh. Uh, so I need, uh, I did put it back in the box and I did put it back in the same box. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to, I need to frame it. I need to do, I need to do something with it. But for now, I just got to keep it safe. So I yeah. just put it back where it was. And hopefully I don't forget. You're like again. now I know it's in the miscellaneous assorted <laughs> desk box. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very safely yeah. stored. That's I guess it has been safe all these years. So that is probably the yeah. best place for it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Well, Ian, I hate to say it. We're almost out of time. This has been a, a real, real pleasure. And we love to end every mm. interview with asking our guest what is the, the, their worst game and their best game. So the game, not the worst game, but the game that drives you the most insane or disappoints yeah. you the most and the game that you love the most. Let's start with the worst game. What do you, what do you think? I mean, it's probably just because it's fresh, but it's got to be cyberpunk. Oh, oh, still, still, it's be Cyberpunk. Yeah, because I played it on Xbox. 
And mm. if you want to talk about a game that wasn't optimized, mm. oh my God. Wow. Did you play on like the, the Series X, like the new Xbox? Or? Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah matter. I played on the new Xbox and I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I've been waiting for this game for so long. Mm-hmm. Like since they, cause like the cyberpunk aesthetic was like right up my alley. Oh yeah. I loved Witcher 3. Witcher 2 was also really good, but Witcher 3 and the DLCs were some of my favorite gaming experiences ever. And I was like, wait, this studio is going to make a game that's an aesthetic I'm very into? Yeah. And of course, I fell into the marketing hype so bad. Their marketing teams are so good. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, it's going to run great on Xbox. It's like, it, we're surprised at how good it runs. Uh, meanwhile, not showing any footage from <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation. Things that aged um, poorly. <laughs> yeah, I was just so, I was so disappointed, man. Like, not just in like the the glitches, like are you know, glitches and games are fun. But it's like there was no like NPC AI. Mm. Yeah. You know, you would point a gun at somebody's face and they would just like be like, hey, <laughs> sure is windy today. <laughs> and it, you'd hit them and then they just duck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it made me so it made me so frustrated. Like and of course, I still put like 80 hours into it. Because right. Oh, there was, yeah. There was, like it wasn't the worst game. It was just the most disappointing game. But the the amount of detail that they ignored, um, aside from a very pretty city, like it was very pretty, but it was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me go back and play Grand Theft Auto V. Whoa. And, like, and I was driving around in Grand Theft Auto and I was like, this AI is so much more alive. Like you honk and people walking down the street look at you. Or if you honk at a guy in front of you, he'll like flip you off. And if you keep honking, then he gets out of his car to fight you. Like they thought about those things. Like if you stand next to somebody and you don't say anything, they're like, what's up? (laughs) Like, and if you keep standing there, like get away from me, you know? A little more involved. Yeah. You feel like you're in like a breathing, living environment. And, uh, and cyberpunk was, was not that. It was not that. Yeah. I mean, in, in a certain way, I love I love that point you made about Grand Theft Auto. In a certain way, it's kind of like how those old Disney movies that were 2D have kind of better, fluid, more human looking than some newer Pixar or CG, you know, 3D animation. It's like there's Grand Theft Auto felt like a real place, which is like right. you're totally, I totally agree. And I never, I've never kind of like felt that or heard that articulated but I completely agree. Yeah, I mean they f- they really got into the details. Yeah. Like you I don't know, you shoot a windshield and there's a bullet hole there where you shot it. You mm-hmm. shoot a windshield in in Cyberpunk in a game that was created like I don't know, 8 years later and it's nothing. Yeah, I was going to say for a game that was created how long ago for it to have figured out so many things that this behemoth of a game has not i felt very similar i liked what you said about like having like a livable breathable city because it truly was uh like in grand theft auto and i felt similar in um it was like one of those sold they sold that in the marketing too oh yeah no i felt like it would be a a place that i could like open any door and explore like 
any shop and everything was very accessible, but it didn't feel that way. But I had a similar feeling with it was one of the watchdogs or something where you could like hack NPCs phones and have like, you know, more interaction with NPCs and more involvement. And it felt like the city was actually alive. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it makes the world of a difference. And the fact that these games who have that have come out how long ago have that figured out. They got it right. It's disappointing. It. it was disappointing. Yeah, I think it was just a huge burden. I think they just they really shot themselves in a, in their foot like with just making such a gigantic game and you know how are you going to follow up the Witcher 3 All right yeah so what let's go let's go best game let's go best yeah. game let's end on a high note let's end on Yeah a- Well I mean I don't think they're the best games in terms of quality but the game that I was the biggest fan of was the Mass Effect series mm. I, I don't think any of them were like you know game of the year material <laughs> But there was just there was just something so good about them when they came out. And like, you know, the idea, I mean, I guess this is a decade ago now, the idea that your choices carry over into the sequel. What? So cool. And the people that you that you that died don't carry over into the sequel and the people that live do that. That was mind blowing. Um I, I loved I loved the Mass Effect series. I mean, I, I'd say it's probably the only fandom I've ever been a part of. I was all in. I was in on the uh, the uh, conspiracy theory about the ending. I was oh. all in on that. I love it. That's yeah. I talk about a wor- talk about world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. It's a shame that the the main writer of the first one then was like a co writer in the second one. Then he left. So it's a shame to think like what it could have been because I think there was they were working towards a different story and then it kind of switched halfway through too. Mm, but still but has a special place in your heart. Still a great trilogy. Yeah, there we, we go. We don't need to talk about Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see, you know, it's like how they're giving The Last of Us the kind of Netflix or HBO Max treatment. I'd love to see Mass Effect get the same... That would be so oh, wow. cool. It'd be so expensive, though. Be so expensive. <laughs> be so expensive. I would. I, I'm all. I'm all. I'm all here for it, though. There we go. If there somebody go. wants to make the Mass Effect uh, TV series, mm-hmm. do it, please. And please put, put Ian in it. Yeah. Like, you know why not? You know what? Let's Just put it make out there. me Shepherd. All right. There we ah, go. There we go. No, actually, I, I got it. If if they make a Half Life, if they oh, make a Half Life, I could be. I think I could be a good. I just got to get a little jacked, but I yeah. think I could be a good uh, Gordon Freeman. The glasses yeah. Are perfect. The glasses are perfect. Well, Ian, thank you. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, well, I'm going to have to dig through every drawer, every closet, and I... I got to find my 3DS now. I got to do it. I'm so happy that Ian joined us today. And of course, make sure to check out Smosh on YouTube. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. See you in a second. 
listen, so here's the deal. I don't know. This is something we've never talked about before on this podcast. Hmm. But I, I wanted to bring this up because, Sonia, I noticed you're wearing a new shirt. Is <gasps> that a new shirt? Oh, you noticed. It looks great. New button-up, new me. It's super soft. I really like the color. I, I uh, taken it for a test drive today, but thank you for noticing. Here's something I wanted to bring up, though, Jen and Sonia. What do you guys wear when you game? What kind of clothing do you wear? Because for mm. me, when I game, I need to be a little uncomfortable. Really? Or I what? Di- or I just, I can't, I die Why? immediately. Because it's like, it helps me focus. Like, I can't wear, here's a good, I can't wear like pajamas or sweats. I need to be like what? in jeans. I need to be wearing, this is honestly, I'm just, now that you I'm thinking about this. You game in jeans? I wear, I, I almost need to be wearing a belt. And that's not a joke. Everything that the, I was going to joke and say, hmm, black tie formal. But I was going to say, I'm imagining you in a tuxedo gaming. I do wear a monocle for <laughs> vision. Tux. Two monocles oh for vision. No, no glasses, they have, they have but two scopes monocles. scopes on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, what? Because I, I would say like jogging pants, sweatpants, something like that is the, the first thing I think of. And I can't wear... Um, like I will wear like a baggy t-shirt, but I can't wear anything too hot. Cause I feel, I, I can't imagine wearing like tight ass jeans and a belt <laughs> as a top priority to game. I have, and this is a real, this is a true story. We were talking about Bioshock earlier. Okay. Uh-huh. The end of that game, the last boss, I kept dying over and over and over. <laughs> this is, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. Please oh, tell me you changed into jeans. I did. I changed <gasps> clothes. I did go put pants on, a Stop. belt. What I was were you wearing, wearing before? I was wearing like shorts, like gym shorts, because it was really late at night. It was like 3.30, <laughs> in the morning. And I switched to gym shorts. I kept dying. And I was like, fuck this. And I went Stop. and put on pants and I beat, I beat the boss. I'm not <laughs> That's kidding. That's insane. I know. I need to be a little uncomfortable to focus. I'm picturing your serious face just like <laughs> trying to slide on these jeans. Just oh my gosh. Jen, what do you do you have a do you have what do you find that you wear when you're gaming? So I never thought about this and now I just realized something about myself. So I'm a very active person yes. and mm-hmm. I enjoy working out. I love working out. And there's a bit of game guilt when I'm gaming because I in my head I'm like, oh, I'm being lazy. I'm mm-hmm. not working okay. out. Okay. And so I wear full on like spandex short and sports bra, which I didn't realize I do. <laughs> But I do to like make it make me be like, oh, I'm in my workout clothes while I game. I'm working out like mentally. I'm sporty. That's so funny. You're wearing you're wearing your soccer cleats while you're (laughs) my football helmet and I'm ready to go. So like mentally you're on the field, but physically I didn't realize I do that until right now. And that's funny. Yeah. But Sonia, let me ask you a question because like, okay, I know it's silly that I need to basically get dressed up to play to focus. (laughs) You both do. Yeah, we both do. (laughs) We both have our own issues, clearly. Yeah. yeah. But is it is it that much different, Sonia? Is it that much Mm -hmm. different than playing a a a driving game or racing game and using? Because I know you have a real wheel you Mm -hmm. use when you drive because it helps you play the game better. Is me wearing jeans and a belt any different, truly, than you using a, a steering wheel? Yes. 
It is entirely different. <laughs> Why? The thing that would be the same is if Sonia was like, oh, got to go put on my Formula One tracksuit and drive. Oh, okay. Got to go put on my, yeah, my Le Mans racing 24-hour suit with my camel pack. and. <laughs> but like, isn't my whole body a controller? Really? When you get down to oh, it? Oh, God. It's just your oh. mind? Wait, guys, listen. And I <laughs> swear to God, quick? it's 9 a.m. I have not done shrooms that many uh. shrooms today. But isn't just our mind using our hands and our bodies as a controller? So it's like I'm using a, by putting jeans on, follow me on this one. By putting mm -hmm. jeans on, I'm just using a different modded controller it's to play like the game. It's a code for you. Thank you. A game shark, a, an emotional game shark, if you jeans will. Jeans and a belt are an emotional game shark for you. There's a quote. Put that on my tombstone. Put that on my gravesite. Put it on your LinkedIn. Put it on my, <laughs> put it on my Tinder. Oh, what's oh that? Gosh. No swipes? Okay, cool. <laughs> I never, I never really thought about that, to be honest. I think, honestly, my only priority is, like, not making myself uncomfortable to push myself, ah. is not not putting myself, uh, you know, mentally in an athletic position. Mine is just so I'm not sweaty. Ah. That is literally at my number my number one priority. Uh, all black, comfortable pants. All black? Lots of, <laughs> lots of ventilation. What, are you worried I, about people seeing you? Yeah, what? Yes, maybe. <laughs> I put on my ninja outfit with my... <laughs> Climbing, uh, claws. and I perch myself in the corner and I, and I play <laughs> like a gargoyle. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine how crazy a land party would be with all three of us and all of our outfits? It would look unhinged. Uh, would <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sonia, have you changed into more comfortable clothes to play games? I would, you know, if I know that I'm gonna sit down for a session, I see the finger pointing already. Okay. If I know that I'm gonna sit uh -huh. down, I'm like, uh -huh. okay, so when I when I started to play The Last of Us. Uh, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to be diving in for a while. I got uh, the pants I'm wearing now, some uh -huh. comfy tights, you know, something loose. I can, I can kind of breathe in. Um, uh huh. So, I see a little uh, so, judgment in your so face. So you would say, let me just, let me just ask you <laughs> to defend Jen and myself. Sorry, Jen, mm -hmm. I'm lumping us together. All right, go to for defend it. Jen and myself, you would say perhaps you change clothes. Because maybe you're going to uh, uh, play the game better in different kinds of clothes. Is that kind of what we're, what what you're telling Jen and myself? That's a big Interesting. sigh. Interesting. That's a big sigh. And that is yeah. a sigh of success. We have won, oh, Jen. Right. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. We're hey, not freaks. We're all freaks. in this together. We're, we're not all freaks. In this together. Three freaks. Story. Three freaks. <laughs> we learned something about ourselves today. I think we did. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so listen, out there listening, let us know. Do you game in different clothes? Maybe you've never thought about it. And guess what? Most people haven't because they're not insane. But uh, yeah, tweet at us, uh, uh, hashtag GGNT or at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter. And of course, if you want us to prescribe you a video game uh, or a recommendation or you just want to let us know what's up, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, five stars don't be it don't be a jerk about it uh and we will discuss it on the air that's going to do it for this week and we will see you all next week bonus points if you include a photo i'm just oh, saying i'll retweet it points. i'll retweet it good game nice tries produced by jen samples and nick liao our executive producers are joanna solitaroff adam Sachs, and jeff ross engineering by will beckton with engineering and sound design by chester guazda talent booking by paula davis gina batista and brit khan special thanks to lisa berman music by john danik this has been 
Team Coco Production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.